next time on the podcast. <laughs> Meanwhile, in the Legion of Doom. <laughs> We'll put out to sea, and we'll perfect our chemistry. Mm. And by and by, we'll defy a little bit of gravity. Afternoon delight, cocktails, and moonlit nights. That dreamy look in your eye. Give me a tropical contact high. Oh, okay. Way down in Kokomo. Aruba? Jamaica? Oh, I want to take you to Bermuda, Bahama, Come on, pretty mama. Key Largo, Montego. Baby, why don't we go down to Kokomo? We'll get there fast and then we'll take it slow. That's where we want to go. Way down in Kokomo. I want to <laughs> take you down to another episode of High Mystery, the podcast. I'm Tristan. I'm Robert. I'm Colin. I'm Ariana. And we're the High Mystery Gang. And yeah, we have Ariana in the house today. And yeah. Lou. And Lou. Lou's here too. Ruff. Our two <laughs> podcast mascots. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's fair. I guess The so. voice and the stank of the podcast. Oh, he's together stank. In the room. He smells good. It's true. He smells mm. good. That's right. Wash your pups. Wash your pups. <laughs> Wash your pups. <laughs> uh, today, we're going to be doing the huge. Smoking some oh, weed, getting high, and talking about them there here mysteries. Mm-hmm. Uh, so today, I rolled up a little blunt. It's got uh, Pacific Stone mm-hmm. Blue Dream. Okay. Blue Dream. And I did not look at the percentage of that, but it's wrapped in the blue banana twisted hemp wrap. Okay. I have got myself uh, this Seven Leaves uh, Bonbons. Oh. Um, it is 21.58% THC. Zero percent CBD, uh, and it is. Um, they're uh, grown in Sacramento, California, hometown, hometown. Uh, Sacktown, huh? Sacktown, where I get my Mac down. <laughs> oh, I've got a high hemp wrap here. It is the Dutch Cream. Uh, inside is the Union Electric Mimosa. That's twenty-four point six percent THC. Uh, so yeah, we're it's 4:22. We're in the 4:20s. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Time to light a blunt. Spark it up. Ooh. Oh, goodness. Who's fast? Who's fast enough? There's more of us than normal, so I guess we can just send two around, right? We can do whatever we want. That's true. We are not beholden to anyone. Send it. Only because it's me as your extra person that we can handle the extra. We would never do this with uh, you know the unseasoned. Right. No plebeians allowed. Um. So the mystery of the day. Yeah. I don't know. It involves disappearing. Okay. Time travel. Okay. Unaccountable storms, magnetic disabilences, tornadoes. Oh no. What could it be? 
What could it be? Almost now? everyone who passes through the Bermuda Triangle. Burr, burr, burr. Yes, the Bermuda <laughs> Triangle dies, disappears, faces storms, tornadoes, and yes, <laughs> time travels. And responsible for that uh, Beach Boys hit. That's where the dodo bird is. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Huh? There's still one hanging out there. One somewhere. One. Yeah. <laughs> what if the dodo bird was like an alien and he had like super cool technology? I mean, that would be like the coolest dodo ever. Did we just come up with an amazing screenplay? Hold on, let I me mean, write this down. Pixar. Pixar <laughs> DreamWorks. <coughs> so scientists have not yet figured out what has caused or the causes of all these peculiar incidences. Um, we've talked about Bermuda Triangle before. We did. We did on our hundredth episode. We've done. We've even talked about. I think this same account that I'm gonna like re go into. Um, so so guess way. what? It's, it's a, a Tristan. Oh, oh, oh my goodness! We were inside his hole the whole time. Like the yeah. whole time. <laughs> That's how big an area is. Like, you can be in there and not even know. Takes up an entire Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> you can be in there with claustrophobia and you would be fine. Nice. <laughs> That's <laughs> some weather nice. pattern inside. <laughs> Temperate climate. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. one such case is a survivor called Bruce Gernon, which I feel like we talked about, or it's Bruce just Gehrman. sounded familiar enough to where I was like, I don't need to go the play-by-play. I could just paraphrase this incident. Okay, yeah. so he's a survivor. What did he survive? He was flying from Andros Islands in the Bahamas to the coast of Florida in a flight called Beechcraft Bonanza. Okay, so probably a small plane. Yeah, like um, a little double engine something. A little island hopper. Well, what year? What year? What year? What year? Watch out, watch out. <laughs> well, I say, watch out, is it? What do you be? It's like we're time traveling already. <laughs> I don't know why I just, the this... time traveler speaks in old-timey English. I was just... Did somebody in the 1600s figure out time travel? Watch out, is it, boy? <laughs> you on the streets. Give me a goose. What's the truth? I haven't seen it. Uh, why yeah. Scrooge? It's 1970. Uh, I was just wondering, oh, so is it 1970? Is this yeah. the height of technology is what I'm wondering? December 4th, 1970. <coughs> okay, so I'm just thinking, do you have black boxes at that time? I'm 1970, sure. I'm, I'm not sure. sure about that. No, I'm sure. You sure? Okay. Like, 1% sure. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you kind of, it's like you studied black boxes <laughs> in high school. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you didn't have the anarchist uh, guide. I, I did have the black boxes. Cookbook. Teach you how to get free cable and how to turn your microwave <laughs> into a ray gun. Uh, the United States first CVR rules were passed in 1964, requiring all turbine and piston aircraft with four or more engines to have CVRs by March 1st, 1967. Nice. See, so, my black box so, knowledge yeah. is on point. Clearly, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so he had flown through the Bermuda Triangle many times and done this exact flight about a dozen times and had never experienced anything mysterious. Okay, so this what happens the one time that it's different. 
It was December 4th, 1970. <laughs> <laughs> the ley lines were, were thick. Uh, they were pulsating those ley lines. They day. were. That's just uh, what a, a one uh, day before <coughs> the anniversary of Pearl Harbor. I thought December it was fourth. I, I mean, you're the Navy boy. You tell me. Yeah, it is December fourth, right? He no, said no, December fourth. December fifth. I thought. <laughs> oh, oh <boy>. sorry, Navy. <laughs> you you apologize to the Navy, Ron. You once. It's a day that will live in infamy, and I can't remember. It. Give us those badges back. <laughs> Getting demoted back it's to either a the fifth or the seventh. I'm not entirely sure. It's the seventh. Oh, option. I knew as soon the as fifth, I said the fifth. The fifth is a uh, Saint Nick's Day or whatever. That's where you know if your family has a lot of, a lot of extra gifts, they give them to you on the fifth. Like Saint Nick came down your chimney and gave oh, you that extra gifts, gifts, right? Yeah. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> <laughs> You mean your birthday and Christmas were combined into one gift? (laughs) No. You mean to tell me extra gift, right? Yeah, just like you get a few things, you know, some candies and like stocking sized gifts. Fruits and nuts. Oh. Sure. Yeah. That makes you feel better. (laughs) For not having all things to Uh, so the normal time for a flight from the from the Bahamas to the coast of Florida would have taken uh, one and a half hours, you know, give or take. Okay. Okay. So ninety, the, the length of Freddie got fingered. I think that's probably seventy six minutes. I don't know if Todd Green managed to pull the full ninety out of that one. Give or take. So maybe you pause it, go to the bathroom, get a snack. You get that DVD bonus footage. <laughs> <laughs> that could be a new Rotten Tomatoes game. Doing? How long is it on Oh, man, okay. Well, at least I mean, do. When you bring it up so iconically, you have to kind of play the game, right? Sure. Freddy Got Fingered, Rotten Tomatoes rating. 23. 23. Oh, wow. uh, and I feel like that's generous. I'm giving it a 33. Oh, I think dang. it made it to a third. Wow. Freddy Got Fingered. Yes, I know. Daddy, give me some coffee. <laughs> No fucking idea what you guys are talking about. <laughs> it literally sounds like you're talking about a porno. Show. I mean, do you have, know who even Tom Green is? No. Okay. Okay. So in the early days of MTV, Tom Green had a show, and it was just like absurdist comedy. <coughs> oh, and okay. Freddie Got Fingered was his movie, which was very absurd as well. Okay. Makes so, more sense. Yeah. Did we also have Rick Torn? Yes, he plays the dad. Pride. It's a day. We saw him on something recently where he was running around interviewing people. It was on Big Brother. Remember, they had like that thing where. Oh, you know, Tom Green. <laughs> we'll work on your Tom Green knowledge yeah. later. It's not Freddy important. got fingered. 17. Let's see what the Rotten Tomatoes Throw is. Throw a number out, just any number. 17. The same as Rob? 11. Oh, is that what you said? Yeah. Oh, I'll okay. I, I'll change mine. <laughs> 21. Uh, okay. Rob nailed it with 11%. What? <laughs> You're welcome. I, I gave you that by making you change your answer. Yeah. Damn, 11%. That's real bad. <laughs> I was like, even 17 felt That's really real bad. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy, like, what you forgive when you're younger. Because, like, I like that movie. I would be down to watch that movie right now. But did it make it to its 90-minute mark? 
That's oh, the yeah, question. that's for sure. You don't have all the, like, attention. social constructs of, like, oh, you'll be judged if you think this is funny. So you're just more inclined to, like, laugh at what you laugh at, even if it's something stupid or whatever. An hour and 33 minutes. Oh! oh Tom did it. Put it in the work. <laughs> so give Tom more credit. <laughs> Drew Barrymore's in that movie, too. Well, she sure is. Yeah. He sure was. Yeah. These anyway. are all facts. <laughs> anyway, okay. Back to your mystery. So Bruce took off uh, the land, and as soon as he reached a thousand feet, he saw a small black cloud, which kept growing bigger. Okay. Wow. Is it the rhino from James and the Giant Peach? It is. <laughs> it's an atmospheric beast. Oh, shit. A black atmospheric beast. Uh, Bruce is an experienced pilot who flew through the cloud and came out on the other side. Okay. Did he lose it? Bunch of time or something? Um, came out a changed man. Well, not to his knowledge at that point. So he, then he came uh, at about 11,500 feet. Okay, so he goes in at 1,000 feet, and next thing you know, he's like at 11,500 feet. So much higher. Yeah. Got it. Which is possible. You go through a cloud, there's shit high. It'll blow you up. I don't fucking know. There's definitely updrafts. I mean, there's definitely, you know... Wind rises in yeah, certain sure. places, but still, 10,000 feet in the... Without him really of, feeling it? <coughs> excuse me, and with the, just, like, the length of a cloud. Yeah. That's a lot of height to gain in a very short time. Sounds like aliens to me! I feel like oh. it triggered a memory. I, I remember us talking about this. Yeah. How, I mean, uh, it's... That's he, why it's a hole. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, uh, he was briefly out of time. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so he saw another mysterious black cloud, but this one was massive. Massive? Massive. This one definitely has the rhino in it. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, there's no way around it. So, you know, what you got to do? He just does the same thing. Uh, you know, yeah, he got out the first one, so he just trudges into the cloud. Okay. Um, he says it wasn't. <laughs> he's a gangster, you know. I guess turning I mean, around is not all that vibe. He survived either. one black cloud, right? What's another yeah. one? Uh, so he, yeah, he's an experienced pilot. Blah blah blah. It, was, <laughs> it wasn't raining inside the cloud. No, it's not. Uh, which, you know, I thought clouds were precipitation, so it's interesting. Uh, the Bruce started getting worried. After which, Bruce started seeing flashes of white like lightning, but it wasn't lightning. It was just like party decorations or? Yeah. <laughs> it was a streamer. Just a disco ball. Yes. <laughs> so it was basically lightning that didn't have the same behavior as lightning? It didn't have like the, you know, the, the line. Okay. He said it was just so bright that they would light up the entire cloud. So it's almost just okay. like... Okay, so it's kind of like just straight or like curved lines of light instead of the jagged lines that we associate with okay. light. And the whole just like... It's basically like being hit by like uh, flash grenades, I think. It's just like okay. so bright, so bright. Interesting. <laughs> All right. Mm But it's just light. It doesn't, like, rock the plane or anything. Right. So he okay. keeps flying. And about another 30 minutes, he had lost radio contact. 
Uh, now the cloud was uh, cylindrical and the plane was flying through its center. You know, I guess like a hurricane, you would see like the eye of the storm or whatever. Okay. Um, and he said it was like a mile wide. So that's a big eye. So it's a big freaking cloud. Um, about a minute later, he saw light at the end of the tunnel. He kept up his hope and flew straight ahead, uh, determined to get out. But all of a sudden, <laughs> something strange started to happen because all that other stuff was well, strange strange normal. normal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's another day. Something strange in the neighborhood. Yeah. Uh, the walls started becoming narrower as if they were closing in on the plane. Meaning the cloud? Yeah. yeah. Okay. This atmospheric beast. Yes, yeah. this atmosphere is constricting down on him. Yeah. If you don't recall, when we talked about atmospheric beasts, they are cloud beasts, literally animals cloud whales. formed yeah. out of like cloud and stuff. So yeah, that's a great. I mean, we formed out of we don't really know, but resemble clouds. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Children's hopes and dreams. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> wishes. Yeah. <laughs> are we talking about we're back now? Is that? <laughs> We're back. Yeah. The dinosaur movie. Yeah. How they Roll like, back the rock to the dawn of time and sing this song with me. Professor Screw-Eye <laughs> like harnesses the terrors of the children and the oh, yeah, original guy right. harnesses right. the love and dreams of the children or whatever. It's good stuff. That doesn't make it the full 90 minutes. <laughs> I don't think it does it either. Does <laughs> I have a uh, feeling it's real short, like it's 65. Like, it might be 76, I think. I don't know. That's a <laughs> This is a weird game we're creating right now. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember how much they loved hot dogs, and I was like, I get it. <laughs> 73 minutes. Oh, well, I gave it too much credit. <laughs> uh, so all the navigational and electrical instruments start to malfunction as if the plane was in control of someone else or in some kind of current. Okay. About 20 seconds later, Bruce burst out of the cloud and the radio turned on. He asked them to determine his location. Uh, he felt weightlessness for like five seconds. Uh, the dispatcher couldn't see his plane on the radar. Uh, after some time, they could and told Bruce he was already above Miami. He, he was, was already above Miami? Yeah, so he was astonished. Well, he wasn't even going that direction, though, right? He was going towards Florida. Mm -hmm. Oh, so he was. Mm -hmm. He's he already just, like, overshot. Yeah. Okay, interesting. He just, like, all of a sudden was way further along than he expected, basically. Mm -hmm. Basically to the point where he didn't believe them. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, but then, like, yeah, he looks down and, yeah, he's on top of Miami. And it had only been 47 minutes. And this plane couldn't go faster than 180 miles an hour, so it would be physically impossible for the plane to have taken 47 minutes. I guess maybe unless you account, like, the wind, like, Basically, like, long shot him. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Uh, <laughs> he was shocked. So when he landed safely, he started investigating, as a seasoned pilot does. By investigating, you mean, like, doing lots of blow and, like, yeah. chicks on the beach. And then being like, oh, yeah, I should do something about that. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, accidentally dying with glasses on. And then people find him and start what? walking him around the beach because he's, like, the coolest guy there. Uh, and then later on, there's a, <laughs> a person put a hex on him and now he dances to music. Yep. Okay, yeah, classic. Yeah, it happens all the, the time. Classic dead person story. 
That is Weekend at Bernie's, for those who don't know the reference. <laughs> Throwing tons of movies out here, too. Yeah, we are all over it. Uh, the fuel hadn't been used to its full potential. So, despite the distance covered, he still had a full tank? Pretty close to. Okay. Uh, he later confided in many professors and scientists about... Uh, oh, he told them about it, but no one could like give him an answer like explaining it. Okay. So he goes on to like write a book called A Fog and ne- uh, a never published theory about the Bermuda Triangle. Mm. Um, he said that on the day of the flight, 84 sunspots were spotted and a solar wind of 440 miles per hour were going on, which could have had disturbed disturbance in Bruce's plane, but that doesn't explain why it didn't happen to other planes. Okay. Um, he believes it was because <coughs> of the electric fog he was in. Otherwise believed it was, or others believed it was dark magic. Oh. The same dark magic that caused the expansion of the universe. You know, we've done a lot. Almost, that, you know, dark energy. Dark matter. That's whatever, just yeah. a theory attempting to explain the unexplainable. Wait, so they think it's dark matter? I thought you were saying, like, dark magic, like... They call like it dark so magic. This, this was before dark matter. Was it? Existed. Yeah. So, okay. So they were calling it dark gotcha. magic. They just know gotcha. that it makes up, like, 99% of our universe. <laughs> I got really excited because, like, in all of our almost 200 episodes, I don't think we've ever really talked about, like, sorcery potentially mm-hmm. being behind some of this. Yeah. Some of this, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's just, just a shame. Like, yeah, right? I don't know why. That's insane. I mean, There's... alchemy is a thing. We know that, yeah. which is magic and, mm-hmm. like, spell work. and. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've talked about Illuminati a little bit. And like they, and they believe in that. They do that shit. Like yeah. We've talked about human sacrifice and blood uh, yeah, sacrifice. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what that is. Yeah, we talked about it. Just not in so many words. Sure. You know, we haven't called it sorcery, but. I imagine it's just, uh, you know, one person died in the Bermuda Triangle. And then that person haunted somebody who crossed the Bermuda Triangle. You were coming that down person with died, me. and now two people are haunting. Now them. it's a giant black yeah, cloud of ghosts. Just everybody that dies at the Bermuda Triangle adds to this. Giant haunting triangle. I'm in here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> uh, there have been many other disappearances in the Bermuda Triangle, like Flight 19, when five planes on December 5th, 1945, <gasps> went missing together. Right? Why is it all happening like December the same like fucking yeah. day? That's so it's weird. Okay, maybe it's because the of lane lines. Maybe it's St. Nick Day, like I was talking about. Your yeah, gift Saint is Nick disappearance. Is these Saint, planes for sure. Saint Nick is just happens to that's like the intersection that he uses to transport like himself portal. all around the world. Okay. To transport they, his nuts and berries. Yeah. yeah, and they just happen to be in the way. It's not even like, you know. <laughs> it's, it's, On purpose. Yeah, it's just that they just happen to get knocked by the sleigh or you know. transporting stocking <laughs> stuffers. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> out of my way. <laughs> Uh, so these flight pilots were all in the Navy in training. They were under the supervision of an experienced pilot who had never let them go so far that they'd get lost. Till this day, there are arguments about how this incident happened. In 1948, a passenger jet disappeared 
in a flight heading to Miami from Puerto Rico with 29 passengers and three crew members on board. Wow. The strangest part being that the weather was clear throughout. Now they're all haunting people. Yeah. Experts. Mm-hmm. Or they're on an intergalactic mission. Yeah. <laughs> what do the experts say? Uh, they believe that after 50 miles off the coast of Miami, it could have been hit by a strong wind and threw it off course. Uh, years later, divers found a similar flight, but they couldn't confirm it due to the lack of details and registrations. Huh. Interesting. I did see this one thing on, uh, like, somebody's late-night talk show. They had a scientist come on and attempt to explain why they think so many planes and boats disappear in uh, the Bermuda Triangle. And basically they were saying that when you have a surge of bubbles come up from underneath a vessel, it creates this change in Drop the water. In air pressure or the water pressure. And it causes either a plane in the sky or a boat in the water to suddenly just sink almost immediately. And uh, I don't know, that was his explanation on why planes and boats disappear inside of the Bermuda Triangle. It's basically that it's geologic. Mm-hmm. So it's possible. In 1948, again, plane, a plane went missing with 25 passengers and six crewmates. All of these disappearances remain a mystery to this day. Maybe right. it was, you know, the... Uh, the Fourth Reich or something? The, oh, yeah, the, like, yeah, the, the Nazis who had left Germany at the end of yeah, World War they're II. they're still fighting the war. They're underground <laughs> or underwater. <laughs> they just have a secret base. base in there. I mean, you know, they all defected to uh, Argentina. Yeah. So, you know, that maybe they were on their way, and they're like, let's take down a few planes. I can't do German. <laughs> we will take a few yeah. planes down, <laughs> and then we will continue on to Argentina. <laughs> <laughs> so, do we just avoid traveling that area no, now? not at all. We, they just it's still do? It's one of do. the most commonly, like, traversed... So oh, you got to Jamaica, Cuba. Like, yeah, you went over it when you went to Jamaica. Probably, I don't know. Yeah. I don't remember. I went through a time warp. It's also disputed on what is the Bermuda Triangle. Some people oh. consider it to be like the vast swath of the Atlantic Ocean. Uh, okay. So, like, they even put the top of the triangle like all the way up next to the United Kingdom. Oh wow. Yeah, so that kind of makes it a little grayer, too, in yeah. terms of... Like, also, I didn't go December 4th or 5th. So. Oh, that's true. Is that all that matters? St. Nick wasn't out delivering yeah. candies and nuts. That's exactly. true. So, you know, there's been, like, over 2,000 ships that have gone missing, too, on more than 200 aircrafts gone missing. Um, and we do have, you know, theories. Yeah. One being, you know, aliens. <clears throat> Yeah, we've of all course. talked about that. That's a big go-to for missing ships and planes and whatever. Just like, oh, they were just so they got scooped. Yeah, they got scooped. <laughs> but it might be cool if that's the explanation. Like a lot of times, you think of that, it seems like this horrible thing. You know, like you're abducted away from your family and they experiment on you mm-hmm. or something. But I like to think, you know, they maybe do. they just they do. Maybe they just needed them, you know? Like, maybe they have... To impregnate. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) They have a new colony they're setting up, and Zaxar just oversees this new group. 
Who cares I mean, whether you want to go or don't want to go? I, <laughs> for I mean, the greater good of I mean, my alien, species. Do we care? You know, people put ants inside of, you know, it's little true. ant houses. So I would be stoked. <laughs> I would be stoked. Just a change of scenery? I mean, yeah, because so many, I mean, so many people are, you know, what, dying of old age or in their sleep or car accident or whatever the case. I would be dying on a spaceship in the middle of the universe, you know? <laughs> yeah. And like, and yeah, I would get that insight that nobody else is getting. Like, <laughs> I now know that aliens exist, what they look like and all that. I'm sure I might only know it for a few minutes before they kill me. <laughs> but at least I get to know what all right, the other people in, on Earth don't get to know. Right, and in my context, they're not killing you. <laughs> they're, they're like, it's Oh yeah, a but I mean, I'd be stoked either way is what I'm saying. <laughs> and, if, and if it's the other thing where I'm like, you know, going to be mayor of a new colony or something like that. What if they're just going to strap you to a wall and harvest your semen? <laughs> like, you're a cow. They're just going to milk you dry. Uh, I mean, wither unnecessary away torture. Was, uh, I thought it was just a simple, they need my spleen for something. <laughs> oh, no. They need that precious priced oil. <laughs> if they're an advanced, I can do this myself. <laughs> if, they're, if they're an advanced species, hopefully they at least harvest their sperm free range. You know? <laughs> no, they don't. They don't even use lube, Colin. Oh, it's just man. dry. That's terrible. <laughs> they got. They don't care about your pleasure. <laughs> That's not an advanced. Species they're injecting at all. you with uh, Viagra to keep you hard oh, all damn, the time. It's terrible. Anyways, we say yeah. aliens because there have been sightings. People have in seen objects okay. going at hypersonic oh, speed, okay. zooming all over the ocean. Mm -hmm. Many pilots have seen these things. That's why that's a, a theory. Does sure. the tic tac come to us from the Bermuda Triangle? Remember that one? I do remember. I don't remember if it's from the, oh, the, the I remember the Tic Tac. I don't remember the location. That was uh, Murray Island uh, incident. I don't know where Murray Island is. Oh, I think it's off of like the coast of uh, Massachusetts, like Boston area. But well, I might be way off. <laughs> well, theory two is yeah, Holland's Island theory. in Australia. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Not even close. Not even in the, not even in the neighborhood. Anyway, uh, Colin, your theory, giant gas bubble explosions. Oh. Oh, so that is like, it made a leading, list. yeah, a leading theory. Okay. Um, another one is a hole of electromagnetic, electromagnetic forces. A hole of electromagnetic forces. Yeah, that's like where like ley lines are and stuff. And okay. So it's like fucking with the electromagnetism. Mm -hmm. Okay, it's basically just a spot on Earth where things flip, if you will. Yeah, it like makes it hard to figure out where like true North is, or. Well, I feel like even when um, you know ships at sea have their, or I should say, Navy ships at sea have their um, like sonar dampening equipment and stuff like that, um, they're messing with the magnetic lines of the Earth when they're just traveling through. Mm -hmm. it just by doing that. And so a lot of ships going through that area would probably be disturbing the magnetic mm -hmm. lines just in the area. And we know the Philadelphia experiment, they were trying to hide themselves from sonar by using giant magnets or electromagnetic fields to disguise the boats or whatever, but they so inadvertently 
went into another realm and came back all fused with the boat. Maybe there's a magnetized base out there. Sometimes you just happen to bump into it, get magnetized and vaporized. Maybe that's where they're controlling the weather. <gasps> Another theory is that it's a passage into deep space, like there's a wormhole oh, in there. Oh, Or St. Chris's wormhole, like you were saying, that he uses to trans... Chris's? Oh, St. Nick's. St. Nick's, yeah. yeah. Chris Kringle. Chris sure. Kringle, yeah. Same dude. <laughs> He's got so many aliases. Definitely. You know, like... Belschnickel. Yeah. <laughs> um, another one is water spouts, or sprouts. So like the idea that there's just geologic geological activity that causes a water spout that hits something. Yeah, like it gets like sucked into the air and like can hit a vessel or knock a boat over. I mean, I could see that, I guess. I was thinking maybe like an underwater volcano or something. Like something just, you know, blows, blows every now and then. And like that would cause maybe that black cloud that he's, you know, going through. Mm. Maybe cause the differences in like air pressure and stuff and elevation so you know maybe the hot vents from that area just blew his plane a thousand feet or something like that almost instantly yeah i mean volcanoes discharge a lot of energy yeah and i feel like that's in the ring of fire no that i think that's specific no i don't know i don't know <laughs> ring of fire all right <laughs> <laughs> we also have rogue waves oh you yeah. know wave just Roguing out, doing its own thing, yeah. going where it wants, however big it wants, for no freaking reason. I mean, I guess that must happen more in the Atlantic. I never saw any rogue waves in my days in the Pacific. Yeah. What about a white squall? Do you ever, you ever see one of them white squalls? I haven't seen. I was in the engine room, so I can't really see that so much. We didn't even have a floor <laughs> hole to look at. Yeah, yeah. I was in the belly. Uh, you also have the theory that Atlantis is there. Ooh. They claim that the Atlantean lies within the confines of the Bermuda <coughs> Triangle. Uh, so I guess like the civilization functioned using ancient technology and stuff. Uh, and so that could be affecting the, our modern technologies and stuff. Okay. Like maybe they used like a Tesla type thing where they got free energy and so like that is still like somehow semi-active underwater dispersing energy it's like some unknown technology that's out there that's the idea yeah i feel like atlantis must have been like a ufo crash landed on this very small island and now they're using all that technology from this crash ufo and then it sunk and then yeah it sunk because (laughs) of the weight of this giant ufo and, but they're still able to live in this area because of the UFO. <laughs> <laughs> you have a hexagonal, hex, hexagonal cloud formations, which I guess have been seen by NASA satellites. And the scientists conclude that they could reach 20 to 55 miles across. And waves inside those wind monsters can reach as high as 45 feet. Uh, and the clouds have straight edges. So So they're cube clouds. They're hexagonal. (laughs) They're hexagonal. I mean, that's essentially the... uh, Isn't that like Halo? Don't they have like a hexagonal dome or something? 
around Earth? Is that no? I think it's like a it's ring. A, yeah, it's, oh, it's, it's a, a halo. It's a halo. Yeah, that's why uh, it's called okay, halo. They don't have yeah. That's why it's called halo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I never played the game, but I thought I saw when they had like this force field around Earth or something like that. I thought it was all. Isn't that what the halo is? Oh, I don't know. Oh. <laughs> Maybe yeah. there's no mystery at all, and it's all just like a giant quinky dink. I mean, oh, that's lame. That's sad. Yeah. That's <laughs> um, so I'll get into what is called the Hutchinson effect, which is a key to the Bermuda Triangle in Vancouver. The, oh, the Bermuda Triangle in Vancouver, Washington, or Canada? Because I've been to Canada, Vancouver. No, so I guess maybe it's just like the guy who figured all this out is in Vancouver. Oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the guy behind the theories. Yeah, this guy, John Hutchinson. Okay. Uh, he Hutch. began his pioneering experiments by looking into electromagnet electromagnetism. Electromagnetism. Magnetism. An alternative energy. Okay. <laughs> Travelers in Bermuda Triangle had reported odd occurrences involving electromagnetism. Okay. Good job. Good job. You just have to say it fast. Just it's run so through good. it. Yeah, jump right into it. Uh, their planes or ships would be seized by a strange vapor. Then all equipment would go haywire. Unexplained fogs would sit over the ocean. Yet in all cases, the weather was not right for creating fogs. And there was certainly no reason for electromagnetic aberrations such as they reported. Huh. So that's what got him looking into this. This is going to be like his theory on like the fog cases. Uh, so... These unusual phenomena quickly formed the backbone of the mythos of the Bermuda Triangle, the enigma of unexplained forces, hints of the laws of nature running wild of possible time warps, interdimensional transitions, wormhole, and invisibility, um, which I guess are all possible through alterations in the electromagnetism. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, so for him, it began in 1979. Oh, good year. Yeah? <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, then. You so, weren't alive, Rob. I wasn't. I was waiting for your music trope of, like, <laughs> to set the time or whatever. I legitimately couldn't think of a single one. Mm -hmm. Or 1979, uh, The Clash, uh, London Calling. See, well, <laughs> thank you for setting the stage. Great <laughs> Uh, so while he was studying the longitudinal wavelengths of Tesla, I guess experiments or whatever, it's like that was something Tesla was looking into. So he was studying what Tesla was talking about. Okay. Uh, Hutchinson limited by the space in a small apartment crammed into one room, various devices that emitted electromagnetic fields and wavelengths like Tesla coil, RF generators, uh, Van D graph generators, etc. He turned them on and went about his work. In some unexpected way, the wavelengths these machines created interplayed to create astonishing effects. He first noticed this when an object touched his shoulder, one he wasn't expecting to be 
Levitating. Oh. The man just levitated? Like no, angel? he was doing stuff and something levitated and like, oh, he was like, oh, yeah, what the like, fuck? He oh. was running some experiment and oh. then all of a sudden his stapler slapped him in the shoulder. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a stapler. Yeah, he wasn't levitating, but he made something else levitate. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. And he's a scientist, so repeated tests. And a Jedi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he tapped into it and he realized it. Because uh, you got to focus the force, as far as I understand. I mean, his midichlorians were fucking skyrocketing. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> Off the charts. <laughs> uh, so he repeated tests have produced a numerous, uh, produced a number of astonishing effects, include the continued levitation of objects like wood, styrofoam, plastic, copper, zinc. He said they hovered and moved about swirl around and ascend or shoot off at fantastic speeds. With further experimentation, fire started around the building out of non-flammable materials like cement and rock. Whoa. Mm. He said a mirror just like smashed and it was like 80 feet away. Huh. He said metal warped and bent and even broke, separating by sliding in a sideways fashion. That would certainly stop a plane or a boat. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Crazy. Um, in some instances, crumbling like cookies. Like, huh. just disintegrating, basically. Oh, that's not, awful. Not like good cookies. Oh, I would hope yeah, not. Like Dry. Stale. Not Rob's toffee yeah. cookies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be a tragedy yeah. if those crumbled. He said metal became white hot but did not burn surrounding flammable materials. Lights appeared in the air along with numerous other corona manifestations and water spontaneously swirled in containers, to name a few Man, things I hope that happened. I hope it's not that. I hope it's that these people went on to be part of the Intergalactic Council. <laughs> <laughs> that They're not like picking a... the best people from Earth to be part of this council. Well, whatever, but I mean, I'm just thinking of this. <laughs> a lot of this... stewards. Yeah. A lot of <laughs> This yeah. alternative just sounds pretty horrific. Imagine you're just flying in a plane and, and it starts to disintegrate. But it also yeah. sounds very plausible. Yeah. Because this entire existence is electromagnetic. So sure. the fact Even that, your like, heart. And yeah, your like brain and everything. Yeah, maybe that's how your cells communicate with each other. Maybe it's just vibrating on a different uh, frequency and you just happen to pass through this yeah. strange vibration in the middle of. The Atlantic. Mm -hmm. Sounds like a song. Strange vibrations. Strange vibrations. <laughs> I realized I did that, that to really the tune of I'll Be There. <laughs> I'll be there. I'll be there. <laughs> uh, so he's given over like 750 demonstrations of such experiments. Uh They've been, and the people who've seen it have been amazed at the <laughs> Like any Chris Angel show. Yeah, right. <laughs> they expressed their astonishment with applause. Uh, the weak electrical power, which seems to be sufficient to empower very stupefying results. So he's not even using that much energy when he's okay. like conducting these experiments. Uh, since basic outlets in the house supply sufficient power to operate his many machineries. Who knows what his electric bill is, though? You know, like, <laughs> the wattage, I understand. But how, you know, uh, the power which unleashes all these incredible effects is 
believed to lie elsewhere, such as where these various fields interplay. Uh, since on... Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, if you don't know, we can't help you. <laughs> since, since our own wavelengths or fields the machines create have never been noticed to do this, it is at this point, they call it a warp or, var or vortex, whichever you like, uh, where things begin to happen. They interact... How they interact is still kind of a mystery. You know, he's just turning on the machines and getting the wavelengths to do. Trying to sync up. Yeah, trying to get them to like go in a warp or vortex pattern, I think. Sure, you gotta know that very precise frequency. Yeah. Um, even where they interact, I guess, is perplexing. Like, yeah, like science, it's, it's tough, guys. That's <laughs> <laughs> what you see on the outside of every science building. Yeah. Science, it's tough, guys. That's what it says on the outside of MIT. <laughs> they draw an analogy saying that it's like trying to boil water without being able to determine the strength of the heat. In such a scenario, it is not surprising it may take different amounts of time to produce the boiling effect. Huh. So the idea would be that there's just some technology out there that we don't know. Or we're just kind of stumbling upon it. Or just the right things happen. Yeah. Like there's the right okay. electric field with heat, with wavelengths are just coming at each other in okay. just the right way. I see. Um, over the last 22 years, his work has been subject to a broad varying interest and approval. His laboratory was ransacked by Canadian officials who seized his equipment under the pretense of confiscating his antique gun collection. <laughs> which was well, he uh, shouldn't have so many antique guns, yeah. Tristan. <laughs> Ridiculous. Bizarre. Apparently they were returned with no explanation or charges, so it was just a way to like ransack his whatever gotcha. and then be like, oh, here's your guns. That was the reason we took all your stuff, but yeah. here's not all the other stuff we took. They had a scene they needed to film. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you just need those things. Uh, three nations have aired his work. He was courted by scientists in Japan, accused of treason, treason in Canada when he went to Germany for funds to continue. Uh, Los Alamos Lab has done research on his effects. Uh, the Canadian government seized his lab equipment once again while uh, created and in transit to Germany in 1990, uh, never returned despite court orders. He was seeking financial aid to continue his studies. The, the military of Canada and the U.S. has expressed a covert interest. Uh, he's been arrested by the Canadian government and placed in cuffs on his doorstep while his lab was <laughs> ransacked and investigated hold on, hold on. under the excuse of checking on the antique gun collection again. <laughs> and then there was another incident in March 17th, 2000. Um, they claimed the neighbor experienced an unexpected levitation in the house and complained to the police. Sure. <laughs> You had, you had some. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned the Los Alamos Scientific Laboratory. Yeah. yeah. That's in my mystery today Whoa. as well. Yeah. That's kind of crazy. 
uh, we will be talking about on the Patreon, I guess since I mentioned it, yeah. it just happened organically. Uh, we'll be talking about on the uh, Patreon today, something that uh, one of our fans, Brian Edwards, brought up to me. <laughs> Brian! Brian! But yeah, check it out. It's going to be a special episode about the Bell Island Boom. Boom. Is this a Holly's Hummer or is it a Holly? Kind of. Kind of, kind of in a way, yeah. I, mean, yeah. I hope Holly comes in. I mean, she's, yeah, she probably will. She's humming down this hall. She's humming down the hall. <laughs> show she is. Lou is like, let me out of That's so crazy, though, that the Los Alamos Scientific Lab is in both yeah. my mysteries today. Uh, that is very crazy. Make sure you raise an eyebrow. Sure does. <laughs> I will say he has continued his work. Continue. Good job, Hutch. From the bunker. Um, From the bunker. <laughs> can't keep him down. So Hutchinson's effect, that's what he calls it, the Hutchinson's effect. Because he names Blue. it after himself. Like <laughs> Lou is not pleased with that. <laughs> he says the connection with the triangle comes in many forms. Many of the effects he has created mimic those reported out there. Uh, strangely swirling clouds and lights, green glows and phosphorescence, uh, electromagnetic anomalies. Um, discovery in John's experiments clearly underlines the connection of the Bermuda Triangle with electromagnetism. During one experiment, John produced something undeniably triangle-esque. <laughs> he said I have personally experimented or personally experienced the grayish type mist when I was doing my high voltage research and this mist would appear and disappear to look at it it looks like metallic and he couldn't see through it hmm. but this is basically what everyone has the dark cloud been explaining if you will yes huh um, in other tests, objects have appeared that had a cling of gray fog moving about the room, all which were clearly filmed on 8mm film. I have not seen this, but... <laughs> I mean, 8mm. It's got to be somewhere. <laughs> uh, one is reminded of Bruce Gernon's feeling that the electric fog traveled with his plane, or Don Henry's encounter where the fog formed around the metal barge caused it to vanish while at the same time affecting all of his electrical equipment. Um, so yeah, can electromagnetism cause a plane or ship to disappear? Um, on, the, <laughs> on the on radar. On radar I can. Really? Yeah, that's essentially what you're doing is disturbing the uh, electromagnetic uh, field around you. And that's why you can get the, you can shield well, yourself from the radar. Mm. Hutchinson says it is highly probable that nature can form these fields on their own and create the right situation for the ship or aircraft to either totally disintegrate or disappear into another dimension or domain. Uh, <laughs> what? I mean, yeah, he was saying. It's experiments that like metal disintegrated and crumbled like a cookie. That's all a fucking plane is. It's metal. Yeah, for sure. So we have that account where he says he was lost in the clouds at 100 feet elevation uh, and vanished thereafter. But 11 hours later, long after fuel start. Oh, this is another story of Jensen, some guy named Jensen. In the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah. 
but then 11, 11 years later, or 11, 11 hours later. <laughs> 11 years later. Well, that would be felt, real dope. It felt like 11 years. <laughs> but it would be long after, like, fuel would be deemed impossible. Um, he glided. He was found 11 hours later, or he, like, came out of it? He went place. 600 miles from where he was lost, only to vanish again without trace. Oh wow! Oh man, he's a vampire. Uh, yeah, pick, they picked up Maydays af- uh, hours after he would have like ran out of fuel. Huh. Um. So yeah, there's that. <laughs> so there's that. Crazy. <laughs> Getting on some crazy hijinks. Uh, <laughs> electromagnetic. Electro. Oh, why did I electromagnetism. Guess? Thank you. Electromagnetism. It may also be a gateway to something far more startling. Mark Solis. Oh. I might be pronouncing that wrong. Solis, maybe? I knew a guy named Solis on my show. Maybe he's just a soulless asshole. He He says, it is surmised by some researchers that what Hutchinson has done is tap into the zero-point energy. This energy gets its name from the fact that it is evidence of oscillations at zero degrees Kelvin where supposedly all activity in an atom ceases. The energy is associated with the spontaneous emissions and and annihilations and inhalations and annihilations I think that's right. Okay, cool. (laughs) Of electrons and Positrons coming from what is called the quantum vacuum. <laughs> quantum vacuum. Yeah, the density contained in the quantum vacuum is estimated by some at 10 to the 13th power joules <laughs> per cubic centimeter, which fucking, I don't know what the fuck that means. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I read it like I did. <laughs> uh, it's reportedly sufficient to boil off the Earth's oceans in a matter of moments. Okay. A disappearance, a disintegration seems mild by comparison. So apparently a long time ago, there was a biologist, Ivan Sanderson. He noted that the greatest number of disappearances in the world occurred in specific location, vortices, he called them, which lie on the right or east side of the continents and all precisely in curious areas where hot surface currents stream out of the tropical latitude toward the cold waters of the temperature of the temperate. So on, on every continent on the right hand side, it's coming from the east, you're saying. It's pushing on the right hand side of every continent. That's that's what I thought I heard. I was just clarify. <laughs> North America, that is famously a continent. Yeah. Which, yes. <laughs> Everybody knows. Number one continent of the party. Hey, what's up, South America? How you doing? Yeah, they see you in Asia. Hi, Europe. Well, Antarctica showed up tonight, Albert. <laughs> Looking thin, Antarctica. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you lose another shelf? <laughs> yeah. The east side where the hot surface current stream out of the tropical latitudes towards the cold water of the temperate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, 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 okay. Nautical Surprisingly, terms. this title of my first album. <laughs> <laughs> it was 
was an indie band. We had to shorten the titles eventually. That was, those were just Didn't working titles. Didn't fit on iTunes. <laughs> well, apparently this information is of enormous significance because these are the areas of extreme temperate variabilities which alone would predict a very high incidence of violent marine and aerial disturbances. What more Both. likely... What? Both marine and aerial? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He continues. <laughs> for storms and wrecks and fonderings. Good old fondering. Yeah, yeah. Even <laughs> magnetic anomalies. Uh, whether these vast natural machines generate still another kind of anomaly that might cause something to go wrong in our space-time continuum. In other words, they they could create vortices into out of which material objects can drop into or, or out of other space-time continua. Okay. Basically. Yeah. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, perhaps one of the most remarkable aspects of his effect is spontaneous invisibility of materials in the active what? what? David Copperfield did that. Harry Potter, he's got an invisibility cloak. He's got a Ferris-type Hutchinson's apparatus. Okay. <laughs> I mean, invisibility cloak's easier for grade six as well, you know? It's <laughs> <laughs> just a cloak. Yeah. Anyone could wear a cloak. I mean, that'd be pretty sweet if you could have the power of invisibility. Yeah. He's also added that invisibility surrounds metallic objects. Okay. Properly adjusting his equipment, he adds the coronons and gravitons generated by his technology could cause entire buildings to disappear. Uh, the effect could get them into space faster and cheaper than any conventional fuel. Since the effects and the materials vary exceedingly, it seems logical to assume there is some form of disturbance of the basic atomic structure, considering that fusion of non-identical materials, fires, levitating objects, invisibility, etc., have nothing else in common but these building blocks of matter. Electromagnetism, electromagnetism mm. is a door into a world of which we are all made of such you know, like we were saying earlier, we're all electromagnetic fields. Yeah. Uh, since Earth itself is an object generating electromagnetic fields, there are areas where some of these fields will intermittently interplay and cause aberrations. To be more explicit, the Bermuda Triangle probably situated on the Earth in the areas are correct temperatures and weather vol volatility uh, to create the electromagnetic stress and create the Hutchins effects that he's done in his lab. Boom! <laughs> Boom! Science explained the shit out of the Bermuda Triangle. All right. Currents, <laughs> temperature, uh, east side of continents, magnetism. Magnets. Yeah, bitch, magnets. <laughs> I mean, I've always thought magnets were cool, even as, as a child. I heard a lot. I came away with zero comprehension. <laughs> what about magnets? <laughs> I guess you know they were, exist now, right? <laughs> there were some magnets. There were some dimensional portal openings. 
Yeah. Other than that, he kind of lost me. Well, basically proving that it is possible. Okay. It happens. And not only that, it is possible for it to just... It doesn't have to be nefarious. It doesn't have to be aliens. I mean, it could. They could right. create that effect well, as well. Mm-hmm. It could just be simply, like, natural occurrences. Yeah. Yeah. And it just is kind of crazy, like, how crazy the world can really be. Like, yeah, you know, definitely. Like, to think that, oh, just the right amount of frequency hitting each other, all of a sudden this gray metallic fog appears that can literally disintegrate, you know, fabric of time and space, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it sounds pretty crazy, but at the same time, there are insects who, like, light the uh, electrons inside their bellies on fire over and over again. Yeah. So... There's some crazy stuff in this world. And it also shows that, like, you could do it with very little power. You could create these effects yourself as well. Mm -hmm. So, like, if you do have the right amount of voltage, you could make whole planets disappear, disintegrate. Like, who's, you know, maybe that's what they're using on a Death Star. A planetary killing weapon. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's not a moon. It's not a moon. <laughs> so yeah, that's what we got for you today. Make sure you check out the Patreon for Colin's episode that we're gonna listen to next. That yeah involved the same freaking lab. Yeah, that's crazy, right? And we'll talk about that lab just briefly, but it's. A story. <laughs> I feel like it's all about that lab. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe there is an episode that could it's, be about the lab. It's just that hidden thing that we weren't really going to be paying attention to, but that's where it all began. The Los Alamos Scientific Laboratory. Brian knows. He knows where it's at. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Brian. <laughs> yeah. Well, we decided to get away and have some fun. Book a room and catch a flight for two weeks in the sun. She says, Hawaii is too expensive. I say, Barbados isn't bad. She says, I'd love to see Bermuda. And I say, woman, are you mad? (laughs) Bermuda Triangle, it makes people disappear. Bermuda Triangle, (laughs) don't go too near. But she doesn't see my angle and she thinks I'm being dumb. So Bermuda Triangle, here we come. (laughs) For high mystery. I'm Tristan. I'm Robert. I'm Colin. I'm Ariana. P.S. That was a Barry Manilow song. Okay. From his album, Barry. (laughs) (laughs) Where he knows all about that there, Bermuda Triangle. And now you do too. (laughs) Thanks, Barry. (laughs) Bye. 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 New episodes every Monday. Want more High Mystery? Check out our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash highmystery for exclusive episodes every Friday. Merchandise can be found at our website at highmystery.com. Stay up to date by following us on Facebook and Instagram at highmystery for fan art, news, and upcoming events. Thanks for listening.